Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Uh, I'm just excited what God's going to do in this message today as we close it out. But Luke chapter 10, we, we, we kind of settled here two weeks ago, uh, talking about Mary and Martha. Also, um, last week, Pastors Joe and Danielle talked about Gideon and being distracted by purpose. And so make sure you watch the, the, uh, the rebroadcast of that. And so here's Luke chapter 10. This is what it says. Now, now they went on their way, Jesus and the disciples. They entered the village, and in the village... They went to a woman named Martha's house. And so in the house, Martha had a sister named Mary. Martha and Mary. Martha and Mary. Mary, she sat at the Lord's feet and she listened to his teaching. But, everyone say but. But Martha got stuff done. Can I get an amen, right? Thank you, Martha, you know. But Martha had the gift of hospitality. But Martha was distracted by much serving. Let's go to the next one. By much serving. And she went up to Jesus, right? And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? This could be every single prayer in this house, right? Lord, do you not give a rip? Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? My goodness, how many of you have ever been in a situation where you're at a party? Maybe it's a 70th uh, wedding anniversary party and your siblings are not serving and you go, Lord, right? Or maybe you've been in a situation where you go to church and you go, um, excuse me, uh, I know you like work because you apparently could wash it all day, but help me stack these chairs. <laughs> right? There's a lot of situations where we go, but what about them? So Lord, tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha. Martha, 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 Martha. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. That's in the Greek. It says, if you are anxious and troubled, about many things. We learned two weeks ago, this means distracted. You are anxious and you're distracted about many things. He didn't say bad things. He just said many things. You're distracted about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. Have you ever like try to yell at God for somebody like, look at them, and then God just hits you? And so she goes, Jesus, Jesus said, Mary chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Let's pray a really long prayer because we're in church. Jesus, bring this word to life. Change us in Jesus' name. Everybody say it. Amen. Amen. Now, here's a couple of things that I want to touch on. I've seen that Martha served, right? She was serving. Mary was sitting. So Martha was serving. Mary was sitting. But I'm going to throw in another word. I, I have three points to this message today, and it's working, it's serving, and it's sitting. I, we're working, we're serving, we're sitting. And, and kind of here's kind of some, some categories of maybe some folks in this room, maybe some folks that are online. Online, if, if you uh, so dare, you could type down which one you are because all of us are someone in this kind of this breakdown. For some people in this room and online, we work too much, but we don't serve or, or sit. We, we work too much. It's just, I mean, hashtag hustle. Right? Hey, Pastor Jeremy, I'm going to work now so that I can enjoy life later. So I can't serve and, and I can't sit. I'm, I, I just, I got to work. But I know I'm a workaholic. And we kind of wear that as a badge, right? I mean, sometimes I do as your pastor. As your pastor, I say, God, I am working for you, you know. But am I really, am I serving and, 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 and am I taking time to sit? So I, I, I'm, I'm a worker. I, I grew up in a generation where you work, right? My dad used to wake me up on Saturday morning and say, time to get on the J-O-B. He used to spell it out for me. But there's some people in this room, we, we serve too much 
and we don't work or sit. Can we just get on those people that are always serving but never working? Like, like, like you're serving because you don't have a job, and so something's obviously wrong with them. But they, they, they don't work, they don't sit. Maybe the other one is we, they, they sit too much, and they don't work and they don't serve. Like this can be kind of two things. Like they're sitting doing absolutely nothing, or you're sitting and just like you're, they're praying so much that I've heard this growing up that they're so, they're so heavenly minded, there's just no earthly good. And so they're just, I mean, they're, they're sitting too much. So maybe we work too much. Maybe we serve too much. Maybe we, maybe we sit too much. And I love this quote that I saw two weeks ago. It said, if we are to become less distracted, we need to get a better, healthier handle on our work and the position God meant for work to hold in our lives. So let's talk about work really quick, okay? And work in the Bible in Ephesians chapter two, it says, for by grace, you've been saved through faith. Can I get an amen? Right? I'm saved by grace through faith. It is by the grace of God and by faith I have to believe that God's grace is enough to save me. Right? And so it is not my own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works. And so it is not by working and serving that you're getting into heaven. It's by simply receiving a gift and believing the gift is for you. Because many times I'll say, salvation's free. And you go, yeah, amen, not for me. Because my guilt and my shame has cut off the gift. So that no one may boast. But then he says this, so we don't work. You don't work for salvation. You don't work for heaven. But you are his workmanship. Created, like, Paul, are you like, like bipolar here, dude? You know? But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So God, you're his work. So God did a good work, and because you're his work, he created you for good works. Yeah. For, but in our good works, we don't, we, don't, we don't do good works so we can get to heaven. We, we do good works while we're here on this earth. Yeah. And so I want to break this down. We work to serve God and to serve others. Yes. We don't work to you know, get to God or to get to heaven, but we work to serve God and to serve others. I saw another great quote in a commentary. Oh my goodness, fix it. Fix it. You got it. Wow. Come on, give it up for our production team back there. All right, let's go to the next slide. Good works are acts designed specifically to benefit others. Yeah. To benefit others. So good works that we do in this, in, this, in this life benefit others, which are characteristics of God. He requires and enables his people to do good, although such is contrary to their sinful human nature. Can I tell you, when we do good works, it really butts up against our sinful nature. When we do good works, it keeps us humble. When we do good works, it helps us to love God and to love people. Like literally, like, I don't like you, but I love God. I'm going to serve you. And as I begin to serve them, I begin to know their story. And when you begin to know their story, you can begin to know them as a person. Does it make sense? So he requires and he enables his people to do good. But salvation does not depend on good works, but it leads to them. Man, can you imagine what would happen in this city, across this world, if we had good works for no, for, you know, no strings attached? We did good works in our workplace. 
in our environment, in the gas station, driving on the I-15 or the 215. Come on. I mean, 215 uh, West is crazy, but I'm in on 215 East, y'all, all right? And so it's wherever you're at. I wonder if our good works will lead people to Jesus. Will lead people to Jesus. It's reminded me in Nehemiah chapter, uh, I love this, Nehemiah chapter 6. We did this last year in our Dunatos series, one of the greatest basketball teams in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Dunatos, and in Nehemiah chapter 6, it says, when Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem and the other enemies, they saw that Nehemiah and God's people did a good work of building a wall around God's city, they sent to Nehemiah saying, come and let us meet together at this city on the plain of oh no, but they intended to do me harm. I love this, right? They intended to do me harm. And so I sent messengers, Nehemiah sent messengers saying, listen, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. I'm doing a good work and I cannot come down. Why should the good work stop while I leave it and come down to you? I love this portion of scripture because our friends, we are, I'm doing a good work and I cannot be distracted. I cannot be distracted. So I want to really kind of change your perspective on work because really work becomes working with God because everywhere I go becomes a mission field rather than a distraction from good works. Sometimes we work so much that we forget about good works. Sometimes we work so much, man, I just work for the weekend. I just work until it's five o'clock. I'm just, I hate my job and I got to do it because I like money and food and power and electricity and I, I, I just have to do it. I don't even want to talk to my, my, my uh, you know, employees or people I work with or I just, I just need to get through with work. But if you say, God, I'm working with you, all right, because everywhere I go is now a mission field. Everywhere I go, becomes, I'm, I become a witness that my good works at work might just lead someone to church and to Jesus. I love what Bob Goff said. He said this. He said, what I'm doing now is finding things I'm made to do and doing lots of that. I'm swapping able to to made to, involving, which involves constant change, a clear understanding of my purpose, an undistracted, unwavering resolve to do what it takes to get there. For some of us, work is not even just able to, it's have to. But maybe good works is I get to. I am made to do this. And so this is why I have to do it. We don't even have it happening today, but connect one day is a great place to start. It's a great place to start. Uh, it's gonna be happening, what, in two weeks from now? What? So talk to Lorenzo, all right? It's going to be happening uh, in, in, in 921 or what? What'd you say? End of the month. Yeah. And at the end of the month, all right? And uh, Connect One Day is a great place for you to begin to learn who you are and to learn your spiritual gifts, to learn who you are as a Christ follower, learn more about the church. But a lot of times we, we kind of go, I don't want to put the cart before the horse because I don't know what I was made to do. I don't know what my gift is. You're like, I, have a, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. I, I never seen Ephesians before. I always knew I was saved by grace through faith, but I never realized that God, the great worker, put a good work inside of me before he placed me on this planet. 
So beforehand means before he placed you on here, he, he gifted you with good gifts so, for, so you can have some good works. But sometimes we get stuck here because we say, oh, this, I don't want to overcommit. I, I got a lot of work to do. You know, like, I don't know if I can have time to serve. And, and I need to sit more at the feet of Jesus before they, they, they pull my background check. You know, like, like, I need to. But can I just encourage you, if you don't know what your gift is, my biggest encouragement is for you to serve your way to your gift. Serve your way to your gift. Because the enemy would much rather have you be distracted with your shortcomings than for you to be able to realize what you're really created to do. Because once you discover what you're created for or made for, you're going to make it a tremendous amount of difference in this life. So I encourage you, serve your way to your gift. What does that mean? That means, I, I, I don't know what, I'll, I'll greet. I'll, I'll, I'll run a camera, you know, like, like I'll try to do what, what's, what's, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll serve in Avenue Central. I'll serve with children. I'll hold babies, you know, like, I just don't know. But what happens is the more you're in community, the more pastors, leaders, and other A-teamers go, you know what I really like about you? You should try this over here. And you go, maybe, maybe I will, right? Serve your way to your gift. Next thing you know, you're going to be in a whole other area, an environment, and you go, this is what I was made to do. It's been 38 years, and I had, ne I had no idea. But also, there's some great people around you. Like, Abby's never come up to Pastor Jeremy, our worship leader, and say, you should sing. <laughs> I think she's in full rebellion and working through selfishness and, you know. <laughs> but there's people in your life, good people, that'll say, I think you should try this. Yeah. You're all about Avenue. We can experiment. We don't experiment with the gospel. That's, that's concrete. That stays the same. But you can experiment in different areas, different departments. Say, am I good at this? Am I good at that? Do I enjoy this? Did the, you know, it was a lot of work and serving was difficult, but I am fulfilled. Yeah. There's something inside of me that, was, that, that feels great. But here's the danger, though. The danger is, in good works, is we become human doings and not human beings. So we got to be careful. Because I've been in plenty of sermons where the pastor's like, serve! Right, we all go serve. But man, we have to be human beings first before we become human doings. And I love this in Luke chapter 10. The Lord said to her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. He said, but one thing's necessary. I want you to see this here. Mary has chosen the good portion. The good portion. Not the bad portion. Not the best portion. Not the only portion. But at this moment, when Jesus is in the house, Mary chose the good portion. So give me one real quick. Can you throw one in? You can say, yeah, come on, throw it at me. Oh, higher. Come on, throw it at me. So a lot of times, here's kind of what we do, all right? And last night, I went on YouTube, <laughs> and I typed in how to juggle, okay? And so I don't know how I'll do up here. And so Melody and Abby and you know, Dee and Andrew and Faith, watch out, okay? But I wanted to pull these three tennis balls up. And even on the YouTube video, they're like, don't use tennis balls. Okay, they're too light and they're bad for juggling, whatever. Any jugglers in the house? Yeah, nobody. Good for you, okay? <laughs> that is not your spiritual gift, okay? I just might serve my way to my spiritual gift today. I don't know, who knows? Um, and this is church. I am the lead pastor, promise. <laughs> Um, there's, there's three, there's, there's kind of three areas I want to talk about. A lot of times we, we have work. This is my work. Tomorrow, oh, got to go to work. Hey, probably, we're in Vegas, probably after this service today, I got to go to work. 
I know Zach, right? Just last night, I've been working all night and now I'm in church. So work, and sometimes we, we work and then we, we serve. I'm, I'm, I, I got a planning center notification. I just might decline because I've been working too much. But you know what? I'm going to come and serve. I'm going to serve at Avenue. I'm here to serve. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to sit. Sitting is, I'm, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but sitting is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Prayer time. I'm going to read my word. Uh, I'm going to listen to some worship music. Whatever sitting is for you. Because remember, we all have a spiritual journey and we're all uniquely differently made that God says, you know what? I love worship. Or I love prayer. Or I love intercession. I love being still before, before God. And here's kind of what happens in the Christian life. In the Christian life, we go, I got, I got work, but I serve but I sit, so like, like I, I have to make a living. I, I got to serve in church, check mark, you know, but then I got to spend time with Jesus. And, and so a lot of times we think this is our Christian life. I'm going to try my best. So this is the Christian life. We got to go work, serve, and then sit, right? All right I'm going to work, serve, and then sit, okay? I'm going to work, serve, sit, and then work, serve, sit. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm surprised. I thought we'd lose it, right? So I'm going to work, serve, sit, work. That's serving. I don't have time for that, all right? All right, and so, but let me make it a little easier for you. Maybe, what if, we just learned this, what if work and serve weren't two separate things, but became one thing? What if instead of saying, oh, I gotta go to this stupid job tomorrow, what if instead of work, it became serving? And you know what? I, I know I got to go to work, but you know what? My work, I, 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 I serve. I serve my boss. Yeah. Like the Bible, Jesus said, don't just go one mile, go two miles. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have integrity when I go to work. I'm not going to lie, cheat, steal, uh, climb the corporate ladder. I'm just going to serve. Yes. And so when you just say, I'm going to serve and I'm going to sit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna serve, and I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna serve my family. When I get home, uh, my ministry doesn't happen when I leave the driveway, my ministry happens when I enter my driveway, right? Especially on Sundays, Levi, you know? After church, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and guess what, I gotta play basketball, we gotta go run around, and after tearing down the church, all those things. But when I go into my driveway, I serve my family, I serve my wife. Man, I, I serve, you know, I go to North Dakota, I serve my grandparents. Man, on Sundays, I serve my church. Yep. It's not, I serve my pastor, it's I serve Jesus. Yes. I'm going to make a difference. I want my good works that lead someone to Jesus Christ. This is what it is. It's what still, still, we, 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 got, we remove work. And now work is, is serving. And so I'll, I'm going to serve on Monday. I'm going to serve on Tuesday. I'm going to serve on, on Wednesday, right? I'm going to serve on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm serving at my church. I hope to serve enough so that maybe uh, other members of the A team can serve one and worship one in August when we go to two services, maybe. Um, but really, we need more people serving. And so we're going to hope he, in Jesus' name, they'll come at, you know. And so there'll be serving and sitting, serving and sitting, serving and sitting, serving and sitting. But sometimes, Lord, this back up here. Sometimes we say, but pastor, I'm working too much. I can't serve. I can't serve. I'm going to need that in a minute. I can't serve. So I only have time to, to sit and then work. And sometimes maybe at work, <laughs> I'll try to, what you doing? Nothing. 
I'm working. <laughs> or just a moment. But we really need to realize it needs to be, let's, let's change it out, right? It needs to be, I'm going to serve. I'm going to sit. But here's the problem. I think sometimes we get stuck doing this. And we think we're so good as Christians, right? And this is me. I'm speaking to myself today. Sometimes we go, man, I am so good at, you know what? And then it's going to be recreation because serving a city is not, not fun. And so I'm going to do something else that's fun. And so as a good Christian, I'm, I'm serving and I'm working. But what we really need to understand that it's not just, and Abby, I'm good. It's not, we don't juggle. We prioritize portions. We prioritize portions. I believe this is going to change your life. In the mornings when I wake up, <laughs> they're taking notes. In the morning, in the morning when I wake up, I sit. And this is hard for me because I have ADHD. I, I'm, I'm busy. I, I, I'm a lead pastor. You know, I, I'm a father. I'm a husband, which means I need to get up earlier than the other priorities so I can sit. And then after I sit, I say, you know what? Now it's, now it's time to serve. I'm going to go now. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve in my workplace, things like that. But guess what? When lunch hits, I'm now going to go back to sitting. And I'm going to sit with God just maybe for five minutes or two minutes for three minutes. And then after I, after I sit, guess what? Oh, Abby, goodness <laughs> sakes. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. And I hope you see that it is not just this constant juggling because sometimes the juggling can become a distraction right. from the priorities that God has placed in your life. And here's the key to priorities. The key to priorities is to have the right priorities. Jesus Christ first. I sit with Jesus first and then I serve, right? And I, I versus Jesus, then it's others, then it's ourselves. It is vitally important that we spend time at the feet of Jesus every single day, letting him share his word with us. The most important part of the Christian life is the part that only God sees. No one else should really see this except God. But when I do this, then I'm able to serve. And as I'm able to serve, I'm able to sit. Unless we meet Christ personally and privately each day, we will soon end up like Martha, busy but not blessed. Have another one? Here's what I love. Jesus didn't say, he didn't say Mary chose the only portion. The good portion reveals that Jesus wants us to imitate Mary in our worship, but also to serve like Martha in our work. And I love that. I love that. And Jesus did the exact same thing. Jesus in Mark chapter four, he appointed 12, 12 apostles, disciples, that they might be, be with him. He said, boys, let's sit, let's learn. Man, let's, let's commune together. So they sat with Jesus, they lived with Jesus, they walked with Jesus, and then he sent them out to preach. And he gave them not just preaching authority, but the authority to cast out demons. So I love this illustration because I think many of us, we need to see in our Christian walk that we need to sit with Jesus so that we can serve. Yeah. I promise you, if you don't sit with Jesus, it doesn't become serving at work. It just becomes work. 
And if the enemy, the thief wants to steal, to kill, and to distract you, but God said, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and abundantly. There's something about sinning at Jesus that changes our priorities and our perspective for life. Now, can I talk about another group real quick? Let's talk about lazy people, huh? And let's talk about the clicker. Let's talk about lazy people. Maybe I gotta go hit it for you, huh? Jesus' name. Let's talk about lazy people. And even Jesus talked about lazy people, all right? And so here is people that they don't even sit before Jesus. They just don't have a job. All right? They're just so lazy. They're not. And so even Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. So Jesus talks about a slothful servant in one of his stories. In Romans chapter 12, Paul to the Roman church says, guys, Listen, he's talking to Christians, to, to, the, to the church in Rome. And he said, don't be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Yeah. Serve Jesus. Come on. But here's what's so interesting. I, like lazy people, I have, I have a hard time with because I'm, I'm very, I know I'm outgoing and fun, but I'm also very disciplined. Yeah. I mean, my wife, sometimes we get crazy and I'm like, like, like I, I go extreme. Like, if it's, if it's a diet, it's going to be a diet. You know, like, like if it's going to be working out, it's going to be working out. Because I know as extreme as I go one way, I'll go extreme the other way. I'll eat an entire chocolate cake in five seconds. But I just I have a hard time with lazy people. And there's a reason why, that they're, the, the reason why, I get, get out of the preacher voice for a second, right? There's a reason why, you're having a hard time leaving the home. There's a reason why maybe you're depressed or you don't feel motivated. It's because I believe God wants to get to the heart of something that's much deeper on the inside. That you say, you know what, you know, it's just go, I'm lazy, it's just who I am. No, I think we need to have, we need to sit at the feet of Jesus. To allow the wonderful counselor to do, to dissect our hearts, to go to counseling and to help us realize why am I unmotivated? But for the rest of us, this is what's interesting. It's what it says in a great commentary by the Bible Exposition. Sloth refers not just to laziness, but also to busyness with the wrong things. Oh, it's back. All right, busyness to the wrong things. This is what I see every single week. And I only have five minutes, hurry! But it says this, how many know only in the distracted series, right? Only in the distracted series. And so I'm going to go right here. It's smaller. Sloth, sloth refers not just to laziness, but also busyness. <laughs> in the wrong things. Ooh, the devil doesn't want to have somebody hear this today, huh? Somebody, wow. I got. <sighs> no, don't hit okay. All right. We are, listen to this, we are slothful when we choose to be busy with the wrong things. We are, we are lazy when we choose to be distracted by the wrong things. Don't be slothful, but be fervent and in zeal, in prayer. But I love this, that man, we choose to, we're slothful when we choose to be busy with the work of God in order to avoid the, the effort required for a life of prayer and for solitude with God is a sign that we're being slothful when we criticize others and we pity ourselves
because we feel overworked. And many of us, we become slothful when we become distracted by busy work instead of the good work. And the danger by being distracted by busy work is you begin to be resentful of others and criticize them. Just like Martha. Lord, do you not see them? They're not making a difference. They're not changing. They're not conforming. They're not doing what it takes. And so I want to encourage you, we need to be with God before we do for God. We need to be with God before we do for God. Many times when, when, when I sit with God, he begins to dissect my heart. And I say, God, I, I, I'll stay busy, but man, I want to I wanna stay purposeful. I want to be able to have the right things in my heart so that I could be a servant, not just a worker. So I could be a child of God instead of just distracted. And so really quick, how to sit at the feet of Jesus. There's three things I want you to do. Write this down because at one point we did not have technology. And so we're going to use, we're going to use our screens on the side. How to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want you to write down these three quick things. Number one, I want you to prioritize time with Jesus. I want you to make it a priority to sit. Whether it's in the morning or it's in the evening, I want you to prioritize time with Jesus. But number two, I want you to be silent. You know, I think a lot of times as a Christ follower, I, I, we're really good at talking to Jesus, but I don't know how good we are at listening to Jesus. And so I encourage you, and this is for me right here, I'm learning silence and solitude. I have to leave my phone upstairs. I have to not, not even use an iPad, which I love for reading and studying, and just get something that's paper, uh, paperback, something I can touch and hold, because I say, you know what? I'm going to be silent just for a minute or two or five. I'm going to be silent. And can I tell you, it takes me about, it feels like five minutes for the to-do list to purge. Here's what I'm doing today. This is what I need to accomplish. Oh my goodness. So typically I have two things in my arsenal. I have a to-do list and my journal. So as I journal, I, this is what I think God is telling me. I'll send something to-do list, a dirty devil, right? I'll write down, I'm just going to do that. It's off my mind onto my to-do list for later. And I'm silenced with God. But also number three, commune with Jesus all day. Commune with Jesus all day. Commune with Jesus. Commune with Jesus all day. I want you to serve, then sit. But it's not juggling. It's literally, I'm going to sit with Jesus in my car on my 15-minute break. I'm going to commune with Jesus at lunchtime. I'm going to commune with Jesus as I work. I'm going to serve and I'm going to sit. But here's what Ephesians chapter four does. Ephesians chapter four tells us, look at you guys. Can we give it up for our team? I know, <laughs> look at them. They're all standing up, <laughs> right? Ephesians chapter four, it says this. I'm gonna probably read it on the little screen. Ephesians chapter four, when I sit with Jesus, when I'm silenced with him, Ephesians chapter four says, I put off my old self, right? Which belongs to the former matter of life. I put off my old self, right? And so when I sit with Jesus, I take off my old self that, and my former life is corrupted through deceitful desires and distractions. Deceitful desires and distractions and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self 
created after the likeness of God and the true righteousness of holiness. Can I just encourage you, church? Man, as we close out the distractive finale with all kinds of distractions, you will still continue to live a busy and distracted life if you don't sit time with God, but then open your heart. I've been in conversations with people where we sit together, but it's more, we rather, we, we should almost just be watching a movie together because there's no conversation happening together. We cannot sit before Jesus and be so closed off. But we say, Jesus, I'm gonna sit with you, I'm gonna open up my heart. I'm not gonna be like Martha. In, in a moment, I'm about to get up and be Martha. But this moment, I'll be like Mary. I'm gonna sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm just going to be silent. I'm going to listen. But I also encourage you, there's sometimes triggers. So maybe in a church service when you're you know, standing during worship, this right here, this is what you do every single Sunday. And so what this happens, this, this becomes your trigger. And when, so when the Holy Spirit says, come on, raise your hands, you're going, no, this is, my, this, this is a much more comfortable trigger. Maybe, maybe for you, it's this. Whatever your posture is becomes your trigger. I want to encourage you in just a moment. Team's going to sing and we're going to a time of worship. I want you to do something that's different than your trigger. If this is your usual trigger, and trigger means it's anything that says, you know what, this is how you're to act. This is what you're to do. But maybe instead of this, maybe do this. Maybe if, you, if, you, if this is you, you're just kind of a you know, halfway worshiper. Maybe worship with both your hands and close your eyes. Man, Father's Day, two weeks from now. Man, I want to encourage men to be men of God and to set the example for our families. Man, and that's Father's Day. I promise you, I'm not going to beat men up. We don't do that here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know, I'm sorry. But maybe there's something else you need to do differently in your silence, in your solitude with Jesus. So here's my heart. My heart is just a moment. We're going to have an invitation to accept Jesus, that free gift that, that, that we didn't inquire by works, man, not by guilt, not by shame, not by perfection, but it's simply the grace of God that we're going to accept Jesus into, into your heart, into my heart, that we walk out of here knowing I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Maybe it's connect one day is your next step. We'll talk about all those in just a moment. Will you do me a favor? And uh, before we go into the song, uh, Thomas, will you just play a little something on the keys? And I want everyone just to, wherever you're seated, bow your heads, close your eyes. I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit. Don't close out distracted series by going back into distractions. Getting the kids, lunchtime, finishing my Sabbath Sunday but for us just to simply spend time at the feet of Jesus. And as we spend time at the feet of Jesus, we have to open our hearts. Mary willingly sat at the feet of Jesus. Her heart was wide open as well as her ears to hear from God. So go ahead, Thomas. I just felt like you're supposed to play keys. Guitar players, Jimmy and Tom, just, just sit with us for just a moment.
This is what we are to do every single day. You have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a perfect Christian. We just sit at the feet of Jesus. Mary wasn't lecturing Jesus. She was listening to Jesus. One of the reasons why we don't sit and be silent. Because a lot of us, we don't like what's on the inside. Can I tell you, we serve such a good God. We serve a heavenly Father. Not only did he die on the cross for you, not only did he rose from the grave, resurrected, so that we can go to heaven, so that you can go to heaven, but he also did it so that he could take the shame and the guilt, the pain, the moment, the things that are inside of us that we distract ourselves from to achieve some sort of external perfection instead of saying, Jesus, I give it to you. I give you the guilt and the shame. Forgive my language. I give you the crap. I give you the stuff that I hate about myself. I give you my limitations. I give you my weaknesses. Man, I give it to you. And God doesn't go look at you. I told you, was there all lot? God, no. The Holy Spirit says, let's, let's, let's address it. Let's, let's, let's have a conversation about it. Man, let me heal it. Let me touch it. Let me restore it. Let me remove it. And so our next posture should be an act of worship. Because as we sit, man, then I get to serve. I get to serve Jesus through my worship. And I mean, no, work should really be worship. Sacrifice should be worship. It is an act of worship when we serve others by serving God. So I'm going to encourage you. We're going to go into a song. I got just a couple more minutes. I was intentionally short today. But here's my next challenge. I want you to take that. I mean, two minutes of silence. The Holy Spirit may be pointing out some things. Or maybe your mind went somewhere that you said, oh, I don't want to think about that. I want want you to place that at the feet of Jesus today. As an act of surrender, say, Lord, here's my weaknesses, Father. Here's my, oh, I have just my guilt and my shame. And I give it to you today. That might mean raising your hands. That might mean standing. That might mean coming forward. That might mean kneeling. That might mean doing something that will become a new trigger as you sit and as we serve today. Go ahead, worship team. Just lead us in for a few minutes of worship today. Curse was broken. Oh. 
Come on. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you. So Jesus, my prayer is today we leave here forever changed. We leave here being Mary's and Martha's and disciples and workmen's workmanshipers. Father, I pray today take us deeper into a lasting relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray for our online audience today. The Father, I just encourage them. Thank you for serving online. But also, this is a great place to come and serve, to sit, and to worship. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. My prayer is you've encountered a, a Savior who, who loves you. You've encountered a Savior who died on the cross just because he loves you. And if that's you today, I want us all to pray a prayer together. As we pray a prayer together, we're going to cheer because the Bible says even the angels in heaven celebrate when one gives their life to Jesus. So therefore, we're going to bring heaven to earth. And we're going to celebrate even if one person gives their life to Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, everyone say this prayer out loud. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I give you my life. I repent of my sins. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Say the best way you know how. I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know I was made on purpose. I was made for something greater. And I choose not to be distracted because I am saved, redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Shout, make some noise today.